Welcome to 153 Great Podcasts, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Hallelujah, blessed be the name. And over his head they put the accusation against him. The cause of his death, which read, this is Jesus, the king of the Jewish. A group of astronauts upon their return to earth, a reporter asked one of them, how could three men survive in such a small capsule for so long? And the astronaut looked at him and responded, because the cause was greater than any of us. They ate, they slept, they got up in the same place and position for 12 days. They tolerated one another's moods, personalities, and they did it because when they compared the greatness of the cause of those, to those things, those things became insignificant. Each one of us are traveling in this spiritual capsule, which is the church. And sometimes this capsule becomes uncomfortable and tiresome. The clash of personalities of the crew members create problems and disunity. And in conjunction with the pressures of life, all of these things make us weary sometimes. But when we contemplate the cause for which we are fighting for, the cause is greater than any of us. And we are committed to it. When we realize the greatness and the importance of the cause, our ego, our personal goals, our agendas, our recreational activities, and all of those things that try to pull us away or disconnect us from what we've been called to do, our place in the backgrounds of our lives. Even life loses its proper meaning when a man is intrinsically connected to a cause. Men throughout ages have given their lives for one reason and one reason alone and that is to fulfill the purpose of their calling. The great apostle Paul just quote this scripture in 3 and 7 of Philippians. He says things that were gained to me, those are counted lost for Christ for whom I suffered the loss of all things and counted its rubbish that I might gain Christ. The Spanish translation says, for this cause, for his cause, I had lost everything. Paul says, the cause is greater than my social status, is greater than my lineage, is greater than my personal achievements. The cause that I've been called to fulfill is greater than anything that I ever could become in this life. This cause is greater than any of us. This cause is greater than me. The cause is greater than you. The cause is greater than the organization that we love so much. This cause is greater than any of us. And we are committed to it. This divine connection, this divine relationship is the force behind everything I do. 
That's why Paul could say to the Corinthians, when I came to you, I came now with the excellence of a speech of our wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Finally, finally, Paul, according to history, was decapitated in Rome. And it happened because he lived his life connected to one purpose and one purpose alone. And that was the cause of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. One thing and one thing alone. And it was the gospel of the Lord. Queen Esther, when he, she heard that his her people was in danger. She says, I gotta do something about it. If I had to perish, I had to perish, but I cannot leave my people die and, and be lost that way. I gotta do something. And if I perish, I perish. The cause is greater than my throne. The cause is greater than myself. I got to do something. And she did it. And we better do something ourselves in this 21st century. And I admire my elders. I admire people that even age has not been an obstacle to stay connected with the cause. Many years, just a few years back, Brother Burton, who invested 30 years of his life in the country of Venezuela, when FND, Foreign Missions Department, needed for someone to go to that remote country of Uruguay, Brother Burton has stepped forward. He says, I go. And at an age of 72 years old, he went to Uruguay. Why? Because he wanted to stay connected with the one thing that consumed his life. And that is sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> stay connected with the cause. Webster, the man that gave us our dictionary. Before the era of airplanes, he had to make two transatlantic trips just to collect information. And he did it because he was obsessed with the cause that controlled his life. Michelangelo, he spent eight years painting one of the most common paintings in the world, the Judgment Day. His connection to the thing that was his passion was such that he didn't eat for days. Buzz, Edwin Buzz Aldrin, the second man that walked in the lunar surface after Neil Armstrong. When a reporter asked him, what was the thing that inspired you to write the book, The Return? After a short pause of silence, he answered, I wrote this book with the purpose of awakening the interest in the space program of the United States of America that has been declining notoriously for the last 20 years that he continued to say and I quote, the United States of America is the country that produces more astronauts than any other. However, and for the space program to stay alive and not to disappear and to prevent astronauts from losing their passion for the stars they need to stay in contact they need to stay connected with the lunar surface we must take advantage of our resources and our men that are waiting in line for
for the opportunity of their lifetime to make a difference. Uh, brothers and sisters, when I read these, I thought of, of the hundreds of cities uh, and communities around the United States and countries around the world without one church that preaches the truth. Oh, God, Sister Manga just preached, I wake within us uh, something, Lord, that make us go and do what we need to be doing. Many congregations and pastors got love to contact with their communities. I lost contact with the lost. I lost contact with the purpose of their existence. And some of them have become cold and lukewarm and indifferent. And we have hundreds of young men and women sitting in our pews waiting for that opportunity of their lifetime to make a difference in this world. We have licensed ministers in our churches doing janitorial work doing secretarial work and doing landscaping work yeah those things need to be done but they have lost their passion for the, what they've been called to do because they lost contact with the lost people in the city and for the fire to keep burning in our souls and for the fire to keep burning for the laws we better stay in contact we better stay connected with the lost and dying world If they have a soul, we better reach the person, whether it's Hispanic, whether it's a black man, whether it's an Anglo man, whether it's an Asian man, we got to reach everybody that has a soul. There's only one church. It's, it's made, that church is made out from white, black, yellow, and all colors, and all cultures, and all languages in the whole wide world. We better get a passion for the lost. We better connect ourselves. We need to connect. And that's why we need to be in our cities, a light. It's time to turn the light on in our cities of the gospel of 238. And when you have a passion for the lost, you are going to see beyond their culture. You're going to see beyond their language. And you're going to see the beyond the color of their skin. Oh, God, don't ever, 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 ever let me be disconnected from the cause for what I live for every single day of my life. Lenin, the originator of the communist theory, in a meeting with a group of 11 people in London at the turn of the 20th century, established what would become the four absolutes which were going to govern the communist system. He says absolute acceptance of the cause. Absolute dedication to the cause. He says absolute discipline for the cause. And absolute action for the cause. In those days the communist party was made up of just a handful of people who believe in Lenin's theory. But a few years later that full third of the world's popula population embraced it. At that time, 
Lenin was very, being a young communist man who was engaged to be married in a short time, he wrote a letter to his fiance breaking off that engagement. He wrote the following impressive words to his fiance. He says, we communists embrace one philosophy that controls our lives and there is not enough money that he can buy it. We have a cause to defend and to fight for. We have a definite purpose for our lives. We voluntarily surrender our ego and our personal goals to be a part of this great human movement. And if we suffer in the process, we are compensated with the happiness of contributing to something that is new, that is true, and that is for the progress of the human race there is not one thing that i would not give and there's not one thing that i would not sacrifice for the progress of this cause it is my life it is my passion it is my religion it is my hobby as my darling it's my lover it is my bread and it is my water and the day i work with it and then i i drink i drink with it it burns brighter every day like a flame that can never be quenched that's why i'm writing to you because I cannot establish a loving relationship not a friendship not even can start a conversation without getting involved this force that controls and dominates my life I evaluate people their intelligence their beauty and their ideas in accordance to the way they affect the cause of communist communism and their attitude towards it and I have been put in prison for my ideals and I am willing to stand before the fire in the squad if it's necessary necessary to defend this cause these were the words of somebody that was really connected to a cause devilish cause yes indeed nevertheless we can judge all of these people as much as we can judge them but who is going to judge us if we do any less for this truth they have been adjusted to us If a one third of the world's population believe in their philosophy, what would it happen? What would it happen? And go back to their cities and go back to their churches. Oh, with this passion and with the only one thing in their mind and it's propagate Acts 238, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to every soul, to every person in their city. What could happen if it was just a handful of people turn the world upside down with the wrong doctrine? What can we do with the truth? I'm challenging you here today. This gospel has to be our passion. This gospel has to be our lover. This gospel has to be our hobby. This gospel has to be our bread and our water. This gospel has to be everything for us. And they place over his head his cause. Jesus was connected to the cause for which he came to this world until the end. And he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, the reason of his appearing in this world consumed him to the point of reaching an internal convulsion when he prayed. Not my will, but thy will be done. And if you want one reason 
for giving everything you have for the cause of the gospel of the Lord Jesus God just take a look to Calvary one more time and they place his cause over his head our Lord Jesus cried and stay connected to the reason the purpose for which he came to the world and that was to seek and to save every human being Let me say this. The early part of last year, I suffered a health problem. I had a setback on my health. And uh, I ended up in the hospital. And when I came out from the hospital, I didn't have the, the function on my right side. I could, my leg was completely numb and my arm was completely numb and the half of my face was completely numb. And after I was dismissed from the hospital, I was in bed. And I was saying, God, what am I going to do, Lord? I have trusted you since my childhood. You be my healer, God. I went to a state of depression for a few days. When Sunday came alone and I was in the bed, I said, God, I, I, just a few days ago, I was a healthy man. I was walking. I, I was moving fine. And now I'm here relegated to this bed. And something fired up inside of me. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go to church. Call the leaders, tell them to pick me up, carry me, put me in a pulpit, tell them, tell the ministers I'm going to preach this morning. So I got up. I said, I got to stay connected to the cause. I got to stay connected to the thing that burns inside of me. I cannot stand in this bed. You might say that is foolish. It might be foolish perhaps. But I tell you what, that's the thing I live for. And if I'm going to die, I'm going to die preaching this gospel. Yeah, I'm much better off living and doing something for him. I tell you, I was not able to stay in the bed. They came and got me, put me in my automobile and took me to church. I told the ministers, put me a stool behind the pulpit. Just let me fill the pulpit. Just let me stand before the people. Let me preach to those sinners. Oh, and they put a stool and they carried me and they set me on that. And for three months, every Sunday morning, I preached sitting down on that stool. And, oh, God, God gave us the greatest revival ever in the history of our church. Souls were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just as many filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Let me tell you something. When you have a passion, nothing is going to stop you. Nothing is going to keep you off from preaching this gospel. You have to stay connected to the cause. Nothing is going to keep you down. Is it I have a genuine passion for the lost? It doesn't make any difference who it is. If I had to preach in English, I will preach in English. If I had to do it in Spanish, I'd do it in Spanish. If I had to do it in Chinese, I don't care what it is. I just have a passion for the lost entire world and I'm willing to do something about it. La pasión por las almas perdidas. Oh God. Passion, the passion for the lost souls. He burned us. He burned inside of us. Let it burn inside of us.
I start seeing those souls being baptized in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidences of, of speaking with another tongues. And I start getting better every time. And I start getting better every time. And I start getting better every time. I tell you, I was able even to go to Costa Rica and preach over there. I did, my wife says, you can't now go. I say, please let me go. That is my passion. I got to stay connected to those people. That's my roots. That's what I come from. I got to do something. Please let me go. I got to stay connected. And if a young boy, 18 years of age, when I came to the United States of America, I immigrated from the tiny and small country of Ecuador in South America. If he can take me and place me behind this anointed pulpit and use this vessel to say whatever I need to be said. But if I can add something else, if God can use me, he can use you too. You've been listening to 153greatpodcast.com, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Please subscribe, and better yet, help us by contributing. God bless you.